I'm sorry. No worries. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm worse pony. Okay, you got the reference. <laughs> I did get it. I didn't. I was like, why is he saying he's sorry? <laughs> podcast program for the furry and brony community. I'm your host, Coppercap. Today will just be me as my other co-hosts are busy, out of the house, or just enjoying life in general. Um, we thank you here for joining us on Suiting Up for Life, where we seek out those in the furry fandom and get to know what it's like to be a furry and or brony, and what they do to make who they are a part of the community. Today we have Hyperdash. Hello. <laughs> a man of a, very, a brony of few words. Uh, before we get started, we'd like to also mention how important our environment is and that every day forests are getting a little smaller. Right now, there is a program in place to help plant trees where they are needed. Working abroad, Team Trees is working hard to make this a reality. For every like this video receives, we of the Mega Republic will donate $1 to the program, max at 100 for the next 30 days that this video is posted. Thank you for watching and choosing the OR as your place of entertainment. Now, let's get to know our friend with us today. For the first question, okay. how long have you been part of the fandom, and what brought you here? Um, so I would not consider myself a furry. I'm definitely 100% just a brony. But um, mm -hmm. it would have been July 2015, so that's over four years now. Oh, all right. So you would have been involved with at least somewhere between season four and season five. Yeah, actually, you... it was the middle. It was the middle of season five. Season five, awesome. mid-season mid hiatus. So you got to join in the fandom after our uh, Twilight Sparkle had become Princess Twilight Sparkle. I did, yeah. Oh, the golden years! So, what exactly would you say draws you to the fandom? Um, what drew me to the fandom was. Nothing in particular. I discovered it through YouTube, as many did, mm -hmm. because I was looking up Let's Plays of video games after or during E3 2015, and one mm -hmm. of the people that was making Let's Plays that I found happened to be a brony, and so I thought, wow, this is weird, sounds like me, and then I tried the show, and I really enjoyed it. Nice. That's awesome. So, uh, just like me, you're kind of a moderate, then. At least what they call a moderate brony in the fandom. Question two. What do you do to contribute to the fandom? I am an artist and animator. So, mm -hmm. um, some of my projects include an animated ask blog for Thorax the Changeling, um, a daily mm -hmm. webcomic called Simple Horse Comic, um, mm -hmm. an upcoming animated series that's sort of based on the the parody genre that um or the abridged genre that um friendship is witchcraft and mentally advanced series sort of expanded upon for the my little pony fandom um oh. i recently hosted a multiple animator project based around prince whatever's song solidarity that was 
something that um, was it was I think tied for the largest project in fandom history, um, and that was just absolutely amazing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I done? I've worked with some people to work on animated other animated content, um, and I make a lot of pony art. All right. Uh, do you have a uh, a Derpy Boogaroo account? I do. Um, I haven't actually posted on there in a while, but um, let me okay. find that tag for you. It should be um, Hyper Dash Pony, no spaces. Okay. Is there a place someone could go to to find your latest artwork, aside from YouTube? Twitter would be the best place. So my okay. um, my Twitter name is going to be at Hyper Dash Pony. Uh, you'll be able to find all of my accounts on Twitter in the pinned tweet. Okay. Awesome. And all of my accounts have banners that show uh, where you can find the rest of my of my social media. I gotcha. Now, as far as the project itself, getting back to that, uh, what exactly were you able to help with with uh, Prince Whatever's uh, collaboration? It was actually my collaboration, not Prince Whatever's. Oh. So it's more the reverse. Um, he basically... Basically, I just asked for permission, and he said, yeah, and you can put it on my channel when it's done. And then me and Askometa put together the project um, ourselves. It's originally my idea, and then um, once I got some other people on board, we um, I contacted Prince Whatever. He was okay with it. We put out some videos, a video on his channel to announce it, and then once we had um, all the animators in, then we did, it was launched. That is incredible. It... I have to say that for those of you listening, if you have not seen this video, and I will leave a link in the description, it is well worth a watch. For those of you who were ever at any point involved with the Brony fandom, or are still a Brony, even though Generation 4 has come to an end, it is one of the, it is definitely one of the best animated collabs of the Brony fandom that I have seen, and it's definitely worth the time watching it so i like i said the link is in the description give it a, give it a look give it a listen you will not be disappointed yeah it was just really really incredible to see so many people work so hard on that and um just like unbelievable so i'm really really proud of that and proud of everyone who took part it really opened it really opened well i should say reopened my eyes to the the heart behind the fandom it's it's so much more than just a show it's it's become almost as you can say a way of life to a lot of people yeah it sure has an opportunity for people to interact and for people to um make friends and create that wouldn't really be there in the same capacity otherwise the brony fandom when i first came to it in season two which would have been, uh, oh heck, I've already forgotten. That would have been 2012, I believe, which seems like eons ago. It was already growing and a very huge, you know, community. Mostly the artists that I first got involved with were like uh, Living Tombstone, uh, Glaze. Um, I had others in my head and I can't remember them right now, but it was... It was an awesome, it was already an awesome fandom and I fell into it and it just, it became part of my, part of my life as well. That's how I just 
started rolling with it. Started and in all in general, I started feeling better. I don't know why. It's it's just crazy how this how the Brony fandom has just affected so many people in such a positive Absolutely. way. Anyways, I'll uh I'll get I'll get we'll get away from me and get more back to you because you are the guest here. And we want to learn about you. What makes Hyperdash tick? So, based on your choice of your Sona, do you feel it represents your personality, or do you want to be more like it emotionally? My Sona is not really a character, per se. Mm -hmm. It's more just a face. It's more just um, a representation of me. Mm -hmm. It's more representational than it is a separate idea so i would say that it definitely does represent my personality Mm -hmm. um because it doesn't my sona is it isn't separate from me it's just what i look like online it's instead of it being a separate character it's more or less just a reflection of you i gotcha and yes i don't know if that's a super common thing but for me it doesn't serve a purpose to use to have a character other than myself and then use it in a fictional sense. Mm-hmm. So I have other OCs that I use for stuff like that, but my Sona is just me. It's not a character. And that's what makes it awesome, too. I mean, a lot of people do mix up, you know, the difference between, you know, Sonas and OCs. They are completely different entities. Because yeah, in a way. someone could have hundreds of OCs, but only have one Sona, like you just explained with just right. with, with what you just said. It's like what what Hyperdash just said. It not too much. <clears throat> Anyways, question five: Being a brony walking among society, do you feel more or less alone than before you became what you are? Um, hmm, take your time. So, do you mean alone, as in? set apart or alone as in um loneliness mainly i'm asking like in terms of like friendship like uh do you feel like people have pushed away from you or have you gotten closer to other people i would say that the only people that have been pushed away from me are people that i wasn't friends with in the first place (laughs) so (laughs) on the whole it does it's definitely increased the amount of people that i interact with um i definitely was active in online communities before this but Mm -hmm. not even close to the amount um and the brony community is is really what inspired me to become an artist and animator Mm -hmm. so like before then i didn't have those hobbies and i didn't have people um that shared those hobbies with me that i was interacting with yeah and so really i've gained friends and i haven't lost any that's interesting so you're saying that uh, it's changed, but it's not a huge change. In terms of how many people um, that I'm friends with, mm-hmm. I mean, it has been a big change. Okay. I would say I had very few close friends, and maybe I have the same amount of close friends. Maybe I have maybe I have double, and then right. um, the acquaintances. You know, this I can interact with basically anyone in the fandom, and that's great. It's <laughs> definitely not the same as interacting with just anyone on the street because you already have shared interests and in a lot of cases you already know who each other um who the other person is even if you haven't talked to them before Mm -hmm. so yeah it's definitely expanded my horizons in terms of terms of making friends and such during your day-to-day since becoming part of the fandom what are some things you started doing differently in your life like i said earlier i was not an artist or an animator or anything 
of the sort before I joined the fandom. Okay, I was a graphic designer, but I but it, when in terms of the fine art and um the fine art and like the production art of animation and stuff was something that I really had no idea um that I could be interested in or that I would be interested in or I thought it was something that was that was maybe maybe I thought it was unobtainable but when I joined the fandom I saw all these normal people creating these amazing things and that really inspired me to give it a go myself and what happened was I had a friend who had written some animations mm -hmm. uh, he started the group called Lunar Studios and he had been working with Yoshi Greenwater on an animation and then Yoshi decided that he wasn't going to be able to do that anymore because he was moving on to some different things but he'd be but the creator of lunar studios uh who's gonna be andrew he he and i had met in real life and i had spoken to him about maybe trying animation so i sort of joined with lunar studios knowing nothing about animation and tried to give it a go and you know i had a lot of fun with it and i found that maybe i had a little bit of talent and so i practiced and practiced and practiced it's been it's closing in on 40 years since i started doing digital art i started doing digital art i want to say the end of november 2015 and it's and as for as long as that has been around in my life i'm maybe i haven't been super super invested into in improving and stuff but in the past maybe one and a half years, I became really invested in that. And so it's been it's been a really big thing for me and just increasing my skill set in that, my abilities. And I've been doing some stuff on the side, freelancing outside of the fandom, um, working on things like infographics and advertisements and stuff like that. And recently oh, wow. I got the opportunity to illustrate a children's book, which oh. never would have happened without um, the Pony fandom because I never would be an artist. It's a work in progress and um, I am not allowed to talk about it right now because of the contract. Oh, no, no, no. But, I mean, I do yeah. appreciate that you were able to at least share that you are working on a project. I mean, I know that's probably the extent of what you could tell me, but, and our listeners, that, that is, that is incredible. Yeah. And so none of that would have ever happened without the Pony fandom. I just wouldn't have that, um, that those skills never would have, there never would have been something to inspire me to do this. So if you... If you said you have never had, if you never had found the fandom, you would probably be just dabbling in, uh, what was it, graphics, you said? Yeah, I was the graphic designer beforehand. So where do you think you would be without the fandom? I'm not sure. That's a hard question to answer. Um, okay. Yeah, I have no idea. In terms of art, <laughs> I don't think I would have gone that much further. Uh, maybe, maybe I would have found some other way to introduce myself to it, but probably not. Um, I probably would have just been, you know, wasting my time playing video games or whatever, instead of trying to learn new things. And I would not have the friends that i have today which i am super super thankful <laughs> it's just an amazing feeling and yeah anyways we'll go ahead and move on to the last question and we'll do a little bit of a chit chat to wrap up if you met someone who was new to the brony fandom and they were just unsure you know which way they should go if they should pursue you know art movies if they should write stories and they just they just don't know where to start. Is there any advice that you would like to give them? Um, do what makes you happy. Find some whether or not you are in it to be creative. Do what makes you happy. So if if you're not in it to make things, if you're just in it to see what other people are making, that's just fine. You don't need to be pressured to make. It's just about how you want to um how you want to do it. It's just it's it's the same anywhere. Um, you can enjoy movies without having to know how to make movies or you know something like that, something of that mm -hmm. nature. But if you do want to have a creative outlet in the fandom, there are just there's an infinite. I I like to describe 
the brony fandom in particular as a sort of microcosm of the media industry. For example, we basically have record labels with um, the all the collaboration albums that come out with Ponies at Dawn and with uh, Cider Party and such. And we have basically mini animation studios and we have we have a 24-hour news cycle and we have um, artists all the time selling their work, creating comics, animations. Um, we have, you know, uh, people like, um, what's his name? Storm XF3, I think, who does yep. the My Little Pony in real life stuff. Um, you know, we've got the we've got the analysts, the reviewers. They make some original content. They talk about the show. They talk about the comics. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, if you really like ponies, if you really like the community, and you want to bring something to that community, just do what you want to do, and you'll find something. Now, there's someone who knows exactly where he's going in life. Um... Maybe? <laughs> I believe you have a pretty clear path, right? Now. Oh, yeah? What's that? Oh, but where are you going? You... Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I see yourself... I, I don't know if I see you growing as an animator, but it definitely seems like you have... You're pursuing the arts in, I mean, in several different fields right now. I mean, the fact that you're helping with writing right now, you have, you know, helped in organizing collaborations. And, I mean, you you did the collaboration as well. I mean, you did the biggest part of it. Uh, the fact that you were able to bring so many artists together in that way is incredible. No one really knows where their life is going to end or where their life is going to take. Sure. But it's interesting to see how people pick and choose where they want to start. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a computer science major. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I know where I'm going. I'm, I just would say that I'm you know, uh, walking through the marketplace, picking up whatever skills I, I think look tasty. <laughs> add a little, uh, add a little pepper and salt to it later, right? Yeah. Put your own spin on things with this, uh, twist of line, right? So actually when the show ended, um, as everyone, I got a bit emotional. I wanted to tell myself and tell other people what I thought about the show ending. Mm -hmm. And what I said was that, um, the pony community isn't intrinsically valuable. It's really the same as any other community or any other hobby or any other TV show that you watch or that you pursue or that you consume or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what's really value about it, valuable about it is what it, how it affects people's lives. I've never seen something like this do the same thing to people's, to as many people's lives in terms of taking them in different career directions, in terms of giving them a, a, uh, something to something to invest in, some meaning to their life, some friends, the, the amazing memories from conventions or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so what I said was, because I believe this community has made such a positive impact for so many, I don't think it's time for it to go. And for as long as I'm able to learn, grow, build relationships, and help others do the same in this community, I always will. The book is closed on the show, but for us, there's room for a new chapter. And that's sort of how I finished off that letter to the community on um, how I felt about the show ending and how I thought that the fandom might continue. And then there's this great quote from Applejack that I put after that <laughs> from um, the series finale, which is a little bit of a spoiler. Not really. It doesn't give away any of the story. Um, but she says, the truth is, all our lives wouldn't be the same if we hadn't met. We're better off because of our friendship with you. So when you say you haven't made a, different, a difference, that's just not true. You've made a big difference to us. And I 
really thought that applied to everyone's relationship with the pony um and when people say the phantom is dying it's clearly not true and when they think that the phantom is dying and that they're going to leave they're if if there's no other reason then they're sort of abandoning their um they're sort of abandoning that idea of how how important it's been to them in their lives and so i would say if if you if you don't feel a connection anymore then there's no reason for you to stick around it's okay you can leave mm-hmm. but if you don't have a reason and if it's something that has really meant something to you then it takes something from everyone to keep it alive do you have any more um questions or anything like that uh no uh that's pretty much it. You uh, you've definitely given us the hyper dash story, inside story. Um, <laughs> okay. And it's uh, it's it's much appreciated for how much you were able to, how much you felt like sharing with us, and it's just awesome for. I'm sorry. I said it's it is just awesome for how much you were able to share with us, and I appreciate it greatly. Um, I do want to do a couple of quick things since I have you here. And okay. I would like to ask you just a couple of questions about some of your of your videos, if you don't mind. Some of the, uh, the ones that are separate from the collab, of course. Of course. The first one, which really I thought was, was funny, and funny in a good way. I'm not making fun of you, but uh, the unboxing video, which of course is your latest <laughs> release. Yeah, yep. Um, I actually have that Rainbow Dash right here. Um... <laughs> uh, it seemed like you were having some um, technical difficulties. Yeah, you might say. So, if you could explain to me exactly the purpose of this bag is you're supposed to inflate it and it's supposed to be like self popping? Nope. I just mm. did that because there was a hole in the bag and I was trying to be funny. <laughs> Okay, uh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I took that way too literally. Uh. Uh, okay, yeah, no, um, there was a hole in the bag that was like the same size as the, um, as the needle on the pump, and so I just taped out the other holes, and I was like, oh yeah, this is how you open the, the bag, you're just supposed to pump it up. <laughs> and then, um, I got that knife out, and cut a hole in the bag, but I made the cut, like, very obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, I was trying to hide it, but I messed up. Um, so that was just kind of on a whim. I just, I picked up this thing from, like, the the checkout line at a supermarket or something. I gotcha. Um, yeah. <laughs> I figured it was more of a how-to video rather than an unboxing video. <laughs> yeah, it's not really either. It's It's, I'm just sort of it's sort of a satire of um, toy unboxings, I guess. <laughs> it's not a whim. I, I literally I made this in like one day. It wasn't yeah. It, it wasn't um wasn't it wasn't supposed to be anything impressive. It was just like stupid um, joke. Well, I have to admit, I normally don't watch unboxing videos all the way to the end, but this was <laughs> one of those times. <laughs> you watched it all the way to the end. Oh, mm-hmm. poor you. Yeah. I was um, allowed- I've thought about making more stupid videos like that. Actually, I do have one other, a few other ones on my channel mm-hmm. that are kind of along that, along those lines. Um, for example, there's, um, uh, <laughs> I have so many unlisted videos I can't actually find it. I've got like, um, 
the great equestrian total solar eclipse mm-hmm. um yeah oh look a thing i made stuff like that i enjoyed your uh the twist of the uh sweetie but a uh, sweetie bot a sweet sweetie bot passes butter oh yeah i appreciate your contribution <laughs> because i need more sweetie bot yeah um that was that's that was a fun one so that was um obviously Rick, audio from rick and morty mm-hmm. um i might redo it because it's very very basic i made it in like an hour and i didn't know what i was doing so i'd say do it definitely redo it if you want to uh, I, I guarantee yeah, I that that's something that just doesn't get old. Yeah. Um, no, I think it would be. I think it'd be funny if I redid it. <laughs> no, I did notice a. I haven't watched it yet, but it's just nine seconds long. It says "Cot Mopin." Oh, C O T M open. That's um. That's probably edit the title of that. That was for an animation contest. Um, in fall twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. I should edit the title on that so it doesn't have that. Actually, no, that's the cryo. I'll find it eventually. Anyway, um, that was that was for an for an animation contest um, by um, Jazza, the YouTuber. He used mm-hmm. to do animation. He used to do an animation challenge every single year, and um, this was my entry for it. It's not pony related at all. It's it's just, no. it's just a dancing, just a dancing it's, eyeball. That is kooky, man. Yeah, it's, it's smooth. Pretty weird. Yeah, it is. It is pretty smooth. It's on ones at thirty frames per second, so one hundred twenty drawings. For a four-second animation. And that probably took you, I would say, several days? Yeah, I think it took me somewhere in the neighborhood of, of uh, 60 hours. Yeah, it was a bit of work. If you don't want to spend... If you don't want to spend, you know, all your life in front of the computer, don't become an animator, folks. Yeah, that's... Yep. Don't do animation, boys and girls and others. One that I, that, um, I'm sure you've seen my Doors 3 animation. Mm-hmm. That one was the longest process out of any animation I've done because there were so many steps to it. Um, I did the animation digitally in Flash and then I traced it onto paper and then I filmed the sort of live action set on my desk. And then I did the 3D camera tracking, put it in Blender. The red pencil is actually CG, did that in Blender. Um, mm. Had to do the compositing and then the the effects for the magic and the explosion. Um, yeah, cause you even was... you even did the whole like desk rattle too. I seen. <laughs> so um, funny story. That is hundred percent practical. Um, my friend was sitting underneath my desk, and then I said "Q," and he punched the desk. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, so talk about a, a um, special effects pipeline. That was, yeah, it was actually immensely fun. I'm, I'm st- still one of the things I'm most proud of, just because it took such, it was such a long process, and it all came together so well. And uh, based on this animation, you are an Apple Bloom fan. Yes, I am an Apple Bloom fan. Yeah, how'd you notice? <laughs> it's okay. I'm an Applejack fan, so you know. Though yeah. everyone says Applejack's a background character, so sue me. Yeah. <laughs> no, Apple Bloom is the best horse. Sorry, I gotta disagree with you on that one. Uh, at least um, she's best horse ad- adjacent in your case, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll just agree to disagree. All right. Do you have any other um, questions about videos or, or art or anything? Or just anything in general, really? Tacos or pizza? Hmm. I think pizza. Another one for the pizza gallery, huh? Tacos, 
there's there's tacos are too much of a gamble. With pizza, you always know what you're gonna get, pretty much. And I am not one to gamble on food. Hmm, I'm not I saying just you want should. Food that I can eat. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. you should, but you know you can stick chicken, you can stick fish, you can do pork, you can, you can do beef. You ever had a taco pizza or a pizza taco? There are taco pizzas and there are pizza tacos. So yes to both. I've also had a taco fruit pizza. A taco fruit pizza. That is interesting. I don't think I've heard of that before. Picture a thin, crisp dough put over a, a pizza stone mm -hmm. as it's, it's you know, made like a flour tortilla, but it's in uh -huh. the shape of a pizza. Shape of a pizza. Now, you have to bake it separately. It kind of works out like a pizza pie, but it has a crisp dough. It has a crunch to it. Uh -huh. You lay it out. You put a kind of a light whipped cream. Okay. As your quote unquote cheese, strawberries, kiwi, uh, oh, so this bananas. Is like, a, this is like, a, like a crepe sort of thing. Kind of, yes. But we, we called it a taco fruit pizza. Taco fruit pizza. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a family thing. Aha. Uh -huh. But it's basically a crepe. <laughs> you call it a crepe, I'll call it a taco fruit pizza. <laughs> okay. Tomato, tomato. So, I suppose the one question that brony to brony, I should all, that, you know, every brony has to be asked at some point in their, their part of the fandom. The main six, least favorite to favorite. Whoa. I don't know if I can do that to my main six. That's just cruel. If you choose not to answer, that is fine. I think it's, I can't rank them. Because even though there is sort of a ranking in my head, none of them should be last place. They're all great characters. I like them all. Okay, we'll make this easier. Favorite three. Favorite three. Uh, that just puts the other three in the can. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to make this you, easy I'll for you. you. <laughs> I'll give you a favorite three. Um, and again, this I is not in any order. Right. I love me some Pinkie Pie. Um, Pinkie Pie always makes me smile. Everyone says <laughs> she's annoying. I've talked to people who think she's super annoying, and I'm like, yeah, but every time I see Pinkie Pie, I smile. She's just, you know, mm. she makes me happy. Um, exactly. Let's see. Probably Pinkie, Rainbow, and Twilight, I think. Fair enough. So, something like that. You say, you kind of, you kind of got a little bit of everything going on. You got your yeah, fun loving. Go ahead. Of, like, I think they're all amazing characters, and it's just like a sort of subjective, it's just it's a very subjective ranking, and I know we all know that, but I feel compelled mm -hmm. to say it. Just, mm -hmm. This yeah. is not meant to be a very, like, knuckle-down yeah. and you better say who yeah, you like and you don't like. Of course. This is meant yeah. to be a loosely based list of uh, who you like and the reason why you like them. Oh, the reason? Okay. If you choose so, to. So, Rainbow Dash is... She's rainbow. Of course. And she dashes. Exactly. And everyone else is so unrainbow. <laughs> and like, you know, Pinkie Pie, she's pink and she likes pie. And exactly. Twilight Sparkle, you can't do the name thing with, so she's just book horse. <laughs> there are I, my reasons. Ladies and gentlemen, you have ponies in a nutshell. Right there. Yep. That's that's how it be.
Mm-hmm. That's how it be. That's that's one of the reasons why MLP is such a good show, is that um, the characters are both super well defined mm-hmm. and very real. It's really hard to have characters that that sort of slot into a sort of idealistic stereotype, if you will, and mm-hmm. still have them be good characters with good development arcs. And that's something that MLP did really well. So. They balanced it so, yeah, like you said, they balanced it yeah. so well. Instead yeah. of it being like an overly cartoony show with, uh, you know, these bland moral values, or on the flip side, making it such a serious show that it's more towards adults, yeah. they somehow they they somehow managed to find that that center. The, the characters are very much caricaturized, but at the same time, very real. So that's just one of the reasons why it's why I think it's so good and why everyone's enjoyed it so much. I mean, the biggest thanks obviously goes to Lauren Faust because you right. know without she Lauren was Faust, the. Go ahead. Without without Lauren Faust, we don't have our characters. And I will I say, mean, um, as much as Apple Bloom is best horse, the what um, Discord has added to the show has been like one of my favorite parts of the show. Every time Discord shows up, I'm like. Yes, it's Discord. <laughs> He's gonna mess stuff up. He's gonna, yeah. It's so that's that's another thing that that um was done incredibly well, and keeping that that character around, making him so valuable, rather than just being a throwaway villain. I want to say something, but I don't want to spoil it uh, for the finale. You're talking about anyways. finale. Yeah, I I wanted to say something about it, but it it gives what did gives too much away. We won't. I won't say okay. it. Okay. Do you have anything more for me? Uh, no, I think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I don't want to keep you any longer, but uh, I do appreciate you joining us and sharing with us all of your marvelous work and your wonderful contributions to the fandom and your wonderful time with us today. I thank you for joining us here on the Omega Republic, and thank you, Hyperdash, for joining us here. We hope to see you again here on Suiting Up for Life, and we'll see you here next time. Goodbye.